We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher, Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Oh, baby! Niners are back in the title game for the fourth time in the last five years, and boy, did they survive. But that's the name of the game. At this point of the season, survive in advance, survive in advance. And that's what the Niners did on Saturday, 24-21. Comeback victory over the Green Bay Packers. A game Green Bay Packers team. It wasn't pretty. The quarterback performance was up and down. The head coaching performance was up and down. The defense's performance was up and down. But damn it, you got to win. And now you're hosting the Detroit Lions next Sunday at Levi Stadium with 3.30 p.m. for a trip to Las Vegas to play for the Super Bowl. This is our Monster Monday brought to you by First 5 California to learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress. Go to first5california.com, YouTube, and Twitch. Good morning to you. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union, a smart choice for low auto low rates. It's super simple online application process. Good morning to Spadoni, Lutman, Joe Shasky, the Butcher. Good morning to all the graveyard shift workers. I met a couple over the weekend. Uh... All the doctors, all the nurses. Mills High School had a great turnout at the pancake breakfast, raising money for the Mills High School Athletic Department. Good shout out to the girls' basketball team. We won CCS last year, Division Three. A lot of people in Mills High School. Boy, let's go. YouTube numbers are humming. Twitch numbers are humming. Shasky, the Niners won. That's all that matters, right? It was a classic drive-me-crazy 49er playoff game where I was ready to pull my hair out left and right. But, yeah, of course they won, and it was amazing. It's just, uh, I mean, that that game had all of the the emotions wrapped into one. The, the jubilation of winning, the surprise of how the hell did they pull that off, the craziness of why are you not going to CMC more, uh, Debo Samuel getting injured, and... Uh, seeing him walk back out onto the field in street clothes, we were like, oh no, we really have no Debo Samuel. The befuddlement of, of, of watching Shanahan before halftime and, and the, the clock management, and then seeing the special teams gaffe, the bounce on the return where the guy has like a 60-yard return, he fumbles and the ball bounces right back into a Green Bay Packer as he's diving down. That game was insane. And I can't believe they won it. And I really can't it. believe they won that game. Sometimes it's better to be lucky. I'll take and it. I'll take it all day long. But down 24, down 21-17 with just over six minutes left in the game. Niners, it was a do-or-die possession. The most important possession of their season. They go 12 plays, 69 yards, and they make it happen. They end it with a Christian McCaffrey run for six yards out for the game-winning score. And they gave Green Bay back the ball with a minute seven left. Minute seven left, and they were able to get the interception. Drake Greenlaw, of course. Get down, Drake, get down. But the Niners were able to figure it out. Look, there's a lot of uneasiness. There's a lot of Jimmy O'No throws. At times, Brock Purdy reminded me of Jimmy Garoppolo. But then in the fourth quarter, his cape came on. 
And he led the Niners to 10 points. And you won a playoff game at home. And you won a game that you had no business winning. That's can, a mark of a good team. Can, did anyone in all of the like the week buildup, we had basically three weeks off, but like in the week buildup, did any analyst in the entire world go, you know, with the season on the line, watch out for Chris Conley? Right. I, mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Chris Conley is catching passes with the season on the line. And credit him for being ready. I mean, he what a perfect throw and a perfect timed route from both people to be on point with the entire season on the line. The Brandon IU catch that preceded it was right. I think it was his best. And he had the mm-hmm. touchdown catch where he was diving mm-hmm. in the end zone earlier this year, but not with the season on the line like he did on that play. That was that was unbelievable. And the jump cuts from CMC all game long, I mean, he was outstanding. It just what an improbable win. Yeah, no doubt. I mean Drake Greenlaw, huge. Christian McCaffrey, big time. That's why you trade for running backs. By the way, oh. after watching this weekend of football, don't ever tell me running backs don't matter again. Yeah, ask Kansas running City. Back, running backs matter. All right, James Cook running hard for Buffalo. All right, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery in Detroit. Hey, this Rashard kid in Tampa Bay was running hard as well. Made some plays for the Buccaneers. Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, running backs matter. The difference between great to good running backs, like we had a caller earlier today saying, play a little more Elijah Mitchell. Play a little more Elijah Mitchell. Walking out of that game, I don't think a lot of Niner fans are saying, boy, we need to give Elijah Mitchell more carries. It was number 23 needs to touch the ball more. Yeah, that's and, and even if you have to create different ways, like everyone keeps telling me, like, oh, CMC, he runs routes better than anyone, and he does. But, like, well, let's split him out. Like, put another running back out onto the right. field. Like, split them out. Like, you clearly are lacking playmakers right now. And I don't know. I, it, was, it was just very frustrating. I, I think that had the season, and we're so lucky it didn't, but had the season ended, we would be talking about how 25 touches for CMC is not enough. Period. But you know what? The season's not over. Thank God. Shanahan will address the media today at 3 p.m. The players will get back in the room. They'll get their recovery, rehab. They have an extra day of rest against the Lions. And now we get to break down the Lions. So the season's not over. The lockers won't be cleaned out this week. you got to get ready for a game. I can't. And guess what? The NFC Championship logo will be painted out on the field. The red paint will return in the end zones. And Detroit hasn't won a road playoff game in quite some time. It's been a while for them. Now, we've got a brief history with the 49ers in the playoffs. It's not much of a history. Hell, the Lions don't have much of a history when you think about their franchise and what's going on with them. But look at this. The Detroit Lions, they've lost 11 straight row playoff games. It's the longest streak in NFL history. Now, they haven't been in the playoffs much, and history has no bearing on this game whatsoever on Sunday. History has nothing to do with it. Now, the Niners have not lost a home game against the Lions since 1975. 1975. But again, history, I don't think it have any bearing or history, any impact on this game whatsoever on Sunday. It's all about the guys up front. Will this pass rush, led by Nick Bosa, get home? Or will they let that Lions offensive line that is physical, nasty, and mean? Will it let them get downhill on them and create running lanes for Gibbs and Montgomery? We'll see. We'll see. But you know what? The Niners are not going home, folks. They have another game. The Green Bay Packers, they're cleaning out their lockers today. The Philadelphia Eagles, they're already in Cabo. The Rams, they're in the DR. They're chilling somewhere. They're not playing football. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys just rehired Mike McCarthy. So I think we're in a good spot this Monday morning as a 49er fan. Think about the alternatives. You could be Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. Think about how miserable their winner is about to get. 
Poor Buffalo. You could be the Texans. They just got suffocated in the second half. You could be the Cowboys. Tampa. Just you could be Tampa. Ran out the of Baker, gas. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not. You're in the Final Four. I know we've got all week to to break down Detroit uh, and the 49ers, but when I saw this come across the timeline, I believe it was you that, that sent it to the group thread. 1957, last time the Niners and the Detroit Lions you know, squared off. It's one of the worst comeback wins for the Detroit Lions and one of the worst losses for the 49ers. Right. A 20-point comeback right. in that game back in the 1950s. Y.A. Tittle was the quarterback. Yep. Hugh McElhaney had like a 60-yard yep. run, and then they ended up getting a field goal. I go way back with this one. This is fun. This is an old-school matchup. 66 years since the Lions have won a playoff game on the road. Now it's in the 1957 NFL championship game. Crazy. The Lions will go on to beat the Cleveland Browns for the world championship. Now, the Niners and Lions did have a playoff game in 1983 at Candlestick Park. It was a week before the Niners lost to the Washington Redskins in an NFC title game. They were down 21 nothing. They came back. They caught a terrible defensive hole slash pass interference on Roddy Lott. Redskins went on to lose the Super Bowl to the Raiders. But in the divisional round, the Lions were up 23-17. Montana leads a game-winning drive. Eddie Murray, the longtime Lions kicker. Mm. Eddie Murray. Shaped one wide right in 1983 Kettlestick Park. It was a chip shot field goal. Lions did not win. They lose 24-23 Kettlestick Park. So that's the last time these two teams played the playoff game against each other. It's hard for me to even, like, I know we're ways away. We're going to keep digesting the Packer game. I have zero ill will toward the Detroit Lions. I, I I can't feel any like negative emotions well, we're gonna buy whatsoever. It feels like America will be rooting for them. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's America versus the 49ers. Everybody wants the Niners to lose this Sunday. And you know what? They've got a great thing going on in Detroit. The story of Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, building that thing. And we're going to get the Detroit super fan on. Remember, we talked oh, yeah, to him before the guy. first game yeah. uh, that Dan Campbell ever coached. And they just want a new hope. Well, they have a lot of hope. And if you look at their locker room speech, Dan Campbell said, that's two down. We have two more to go with the bye week in between. They're coming here to win, folks. And this ain't no just, hey, we feel good to be back in the NFC title game. The Detroit Lions, they bring something to the table that we haven't seen all season long. So, Ross Tucker, who's going to join Snyder Guru later in the week, he said Santa Clara doesn't know what's coming. As if Detroit is these world beaters. So, by the time Friday rolls around, I'll find everybody something to hate about when it comes to Detroit. Okay. All right. All right. Ill will, as of now, no, nah, I feel good about the win on Saturday. But I will find some ill will. I'll find something to be mad about when it comes to Detroit Lions. I, I guarantee you that. Going back to Green Bay, what was the element in the game that, for you, was shocking while watching? Like, what was the part of the game? A phase for the Niners, Packers? Was there something that happened that took uh, you by surprise? Uh, uh, the lack of a pass rush. Yeah. And a lack of run defense. Very alarmed at Nick Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Chase Young, Gregory, Day, Kinlaw. Very shocked that they allowed Green Bay to Control the tempo and control the line of scrimmage. Very surprised at this defensive line. Very disappointed in this defensive line. All the resources that John Lynch has pumped into this defensive line. Yeah. You got the best D-line coach of Chris Kosarek on the football field, and you can't get home, and you can't stop the run? That, to me, was the most disappointing aspect of the football game. 
I don't know. The, the, the play calling offensively with Debo goes out, they went, it felt like to me they went more three wide receiver sets than I'd seen in a long time. A lot of empty sets. And I just thought we were passing way too much. I mean, 40 dropbacks, 40 plus dropbacks, as he had about five or six scramble runs, um, Brock Purdy. That's just way too many in a one score game. With this team, when we're, we are led by the run game. Like that is what our ethos is as a team. We are going to run over the left side every time that we can, and we're going to. Uh, continue to pound it and feed CMC. I just thought we went away from that, and I, I was really surprised how little they ran. Yeah, Shedahead, he discussed it after the game. He was talking about Brock Purdy being very comfortable in empty sets, and that's what he did at college, yes. and he wanted to cater to Brock Purdy or whatnot. So, look, the game plan was a little off-kilter, but you also got to remember Matt LaFleur knows Shedahead inside and out. The Packers know the Niners inside and out. It's almost like it was a divisional game because we've seen Green Bay so many times over the past few years that they know what's coming. They know the slants are coming, and that's my. It's another area I'm going to add to whatever I just said here about the pass rush and the run defense. Throw it outside the numbers. Everything, for the most part, was slants, slants, in routes, in routes. Everything was just so congested over the middle of the field. I would like to see the 49ers, especially this week against Detroit, take more chances outside the numbers, on the sideline, deep down the field. Now, I get it was raining a little bit, but it wasn't like pouring and dumping. Their lack of aggressiveness going outside the numbers that was another area I want to see the Niners clean up this Sunday. Well, who who's winning matchups on that side? Not because I know we're going to like point to the quarterback. There was just not a lot of routes ran outside. Oh, the that, that's what you're saying. A lot of drags, exactly. and a lot of in routes. But even then, there was a couple times Brandon Ayuk broke free, or Juwan Jennings, or even Ray McLeod on that play where there's a miscommunication. I would like to see guys. They're outside the numbers yeah. a little more. Create some pass plays outside the numbers down the field. Yeah, look, if I was going to give out game balls from this one, um, obviously Brock Purdy's fourth quarter was outstanding. I, I would give it, though, to Juwan Jennings. I thought Juwan Jennings had some huge, huge plays in the pass game that were just – he had a big third-down conversion on, on an out little quick out, five-yard out pass, and then obviously the, the big catch that he had over the middle that was the layered throw from, from him. And it, some of his blocks were incredible. I thought he was ready to answer the bell when Debo Samuel went out. And then the other side – Obviously, Dre Greenlaw is going to get a game ball from most people. I thought the Amador Lenore was really wow. good, too. How about this? Uh, some breaking news here with the Detroit Lions. You can play it. 95-7, the game. Breaking news. I'll give you a reason to hate the Detroit Lions. Because Danville native Zach Ertz, three-time Pro Bowler, tight end, is signing with the Detroit Lions today. Ertz will start on the practice squad with plans to potentially elevate him for the NFC Championship game, huh. a boost for the final stretch. So Sam Laporta may be a little banged up. Because of that knee. But they're signing Zach Ertz, so another playmaker huh. for the Detroit Lions. Zach Ertz going to the Lions. Interesting. Could he come sign with the 49ers? I, yeah, I wanted him. I, yeah. Monta Vista High School, you don't want to come back yeah. home, buddy? Come on, man. Let's go to Austin Redwood yeah. City. Austin, what's happening? Hey, nothing much. Hey, I want to say... That when I seen Brock Purdy come out with that glove, I was like, "Oh no, we ain't never seen Brock Purdy with a glove on." When he when he took that glove off, and that's when he started to cook. But other than that, our defensive line, man, the uh, Green Bay offensive line beat us to the punch every single time. Without this rain, without that rain, man, we 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 couldn't blitz how we wanted to blitz. So this weekend or whenever they face the uh, Lions, we're gonna see a lot of blitz from this coach for the 49ers. We're going to see a lot of blitzing. What y'all think? Be careful with your blitz. 
You don't want to leave Amara St. Brown or Jamison Williams one-on-one against these corners. Sam Laporta, you don't want to leave him one-on-one with a linebacker. As much as I love Fred Warner or Drake Greenlaw, Laporta's the truth. Um, he is really, really good. So be careful with the way you blitz. Is this the best personnel? I mean, we're way ahead of ourselves, but is this the best personnel offensively that they've faced all year? Outside of Baltimore, yes. So you've got that you got Baltimore one, them two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Baltimore, it's hard to deny Baltimore. Um even though we played them without Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see the Lions at the Super Bowl. That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna disappoint a lot of people. Uh David in LA, what's happening? Hey David. David. Up, guys, um, you know, honestly, Bonte, thank you. I gotta say thank you because I was coming in with hot with all these concerns and complaints. But yes, you're right. Like we won the damn games. That's that's fine. But it's Monday, so you gotta let me vent a little bit, man. Uh, there were two things that I was really concerned about, and I hope by Friday that maybe by listening to you guys every day and and, and listening to Shanahan, we, I can maybe calm down. Ambry Thomas, man. Is Odom uh, a safety or is he a corner? He's a safety, but he's more of a special teams player than he is anything else. Yeah. Man, I was like, please get Thomas out of there. Like, Dobbs was just, Dobbs sunned him. Like, he literally sunned him that game. Um, it was bad. And, and I think, Joe, you had mentioned it. The play calling at the end of the half, the time management, and the, and the, the three and out in the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah, what, what, what was that? I, I don't understand. And you're going to run a jet sweep to Juwan? Yes, Juwan's th- third in Juwan. He did, he did really well. But like, when you got people out, I, I, that's what I don't like is that he's so stuck to this game plan. I just I get scared because he just will not deviate when, when, when things happen, when he loses a player or, or something like, like big. Obviously, you can't predict people Samuel and leave him, but, but it happens. It's, just, it's a game. Well, that, that, that clock management at the end of the halftime, again, we discussed that Friday, one thing we want to look at. It should have had a clock management. It's a problem. And it reared its ugly head at the end of the first half. Now, the Niners were fortunate to be up 7-6, right? Yes. But the heck with that. The heck with that. It's a third and one. You let over 30 seconds, you lapse off the clock, and then you call a timeout before running the play. How about just get the first down, and then you call a timeout? Then you have two left. Sandy Burns went on third and one. You get the first down. Then you burn another one right away. Now you're left with one timeout, 30 seconds left, and it's like, wait a minute. You're still technically not in field goal range. So Shanahan mentioned after the game that, here, I'll let Shanahan explain the lack of aggressiveness, Shasky, here, mm-hmm. and then you can chime in on this. I mean, I like that they didn't score. I like that we won at the end of the day. You know, I, we did go. We did try to score. We had a chance there right after on second down. Thought we had a chance for BA over the middle. Would have been a big play that got in, got us inside the 10 with two shots to take at the end zone. We didn't have the time to get it over the mic, and we ended up checking it down, and then we didn't get it. But uh, that's how it works out. I thought we, we make sure they don't get another chance, but it's not like we were just playing for a field goal. Uh, we, we called for a big play. It just they played pretty deep. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I, it, the the entire sequencing of, of some of the play calls and just their uh, allocation of timeouts wasn't great. But I have to be fair here because the final it was like six twenty. They got the ball back in the fourth quarter. I thought they did a great job of realizing this is probably going to be our last possession of the game, and you know marching down the field the way they did because you know I'm watching the game at the house. Rocco's over Guido, and we're and we're talking about like you know I, I'm like you just got to score. You, you can't worry about the clock and all that and trying to milk off all that time. Like 
once you got down to the goal line and and Purdy had that slide in and they score. Yeah, just score. Just score. And they they gave the ball back to Green Bay with a minute to go. I thought that 5 minute drive I thought they did a great job, though, just allocating time, being patient, calm. Shanahan, Purdy, the two of them, the mm-hmm. play calls were great. So, like, as bad as the end of the second quarter was, I, I have to say you got to give him credit for that fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, no, the fourth quarter drive. And he mentioned it. He basically, Shanahan said, halfway through it, you're thinking, oh, boy, this may be the last possession of the game, so maybe let's take our foot off the gas pedal just a little bit here. And you know what? They did that. A minute seven left with that defense. That should be enough time to close the deal to get to the NFC title game. And that's what they did uh, with the interception there. But the first half, I wanted more aggressive. I want Shanahan to be a little more aggressive at the end of halftime or at the end of the first half. That was unacceptable. Well, and I and I know like everyone's pointing at the block kick from, from Jake Moody. He hits the big field goal later on in the game. And the extra point. Don't sleep on the extra point because then it's just a field goal wins the game for Green Bay at the end of the game. So I think the extra point was was something we overlook. Yeah, no, nah, Jake Moody was very, very, very that not uh, a solid. That was not a gimme kick. That was big time. How hard was, was it coming down in that fourth quarter? Not as hard. When as did it, like, what was know, the hardest part of the game? I want to say. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.